everyone, and welcome back to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today, we'll be talking about the third episode of Riverdale Season 5, Graduation, also known as the finale of Riverdale Season 4. I'm Mary Kwiatkowski, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, who I would always meet back up with at Pops every year, Kirsten McKinnis. Kirsten, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. I can't promise that I'll be at Pops in a year's time, but like, I'll try my best. You better be there. You're not going to abandon me. We'll both be at Pops in a year's time because Riverdale got renewed because we are in hell and none of this is real. Yeah, I was trying to explain to my family earlier. They're like, why are you so upset that Riverdale's renewed? I'm like, because we did not sign on for this (laughs) when we started podcasting about this in season three. And it's not like, oh, okay, it's renewed for season six. I feel like with a CW show, it's renewed for season six means it's renewed for season 10. Like we're going to be doing... Mary, I'm going to be 30 years old podcasting about (laughs) Riverdale. Okay, it's like, it's also the fact that they renew it at the beginning. Like, it'd be one thing if it was like season five was over. Right. It'd be one thing if it was like season five was over or if it was like the mid-season hiatus or anything and they renewed it. But no, they're like, hey, buckle in. We're already prepping. We haven't finished filming this season yet, but get ready for the next one. Yeah, I would assume that they're trying to just get like as much film shot as they can and like probably won't take a super big break between filming season five and six. And they're just gonna, like, keep going. And I hate them for it. Not because I'm, like, mad Riverdale's renewed, but because I'm mad that I now have to think about the world where I'm 30 and podcasting about Riverdale. It feels wrong. So we'll talk a lot about, like, what's coming for the rest of season five at the end of this. But at least they gave us something that feels very close and personal to my heart at the beginning of this episode. Because it's taken us three episodes, but we had a Jughead voice. Oh my god. Here we go. From the start, this story has been about a town and the people who lived in that town and the darkness that lived in some of those people. Clifford Blossom, the Black Hood, the Gargoyle King, the Stonies. Love that they threw them in, by the way. The Stonies do not live in Riverdale. (laughs) They do not live in Riverdale. (laughs) And they're all dead except for one. Add to their ranks my sister Jellybean, who had been the voyeur slash auteur making the videotapes that had been disturbing our town for months. Jellybean didn't kill anyone. Why? You should add to that list Charles, who did kill people. Your brother Charles. I also think that FP needs to take a good long look at his his own self in the mirror and he needs to think, I named my child Jellybean. Of course she was going to do something messed up. What do you do? Your name is Jellybean. What are you supposed to do? I think her name is technically for Cynthia, but it's fine. That's worse. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'm just going to pause here real quick. For Cynthia? Or for Cynthia? Not, or Forsythia, not something a name. Like that. Yeah, Forsythia I think is better than Forsythia. But, but neither it. of them names. Right. And you can't name your son Forsyth and your daughter Forsythia. That's a hate crime. <laughs> so <laughs> stopping right here real quick, just because we were talking about Charles and this will be the only time in the episode we do. Charles is now the third person at, or as of this episode who has mentioned like turning themselves in or that we know to have been supposedly turned in to the prison. But we have not actually seen it happen. Did Uncle Frank actually, was his name Frank? Whatever his name was. Did he actually turn himself in? Did Wait, Penelope like actually turn herself Frank, in? But it's not Frank. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's Frank. Whatever. I think Penelope really did turn herself in for like 
some of her crimes. And for a cushy sentence, because we'll get to it. Anyway, so we're just going to like kind of go chronologically through the list I have here. These are just the little short bits we get before the actual graduation ceremony. So let's start with Betty and Jughead. Jughead is coming to terms with his sister being behind the tape situation. And Betty's like, it's not your fault. And they're like, it's fine. And this is when we finally wrap up the whole FP situation. So FP is like, I need to take Jellybean back to Toledo to where her whole life has been and reconnect her with her mom. And we need to be together, the three of us, and figure out what drove this girl to these absurd measures. And so what made me so furious about this, this is probably, I know you were mad about a lot of things in this episode. This was the only thing that really pissed me off because Alice is like, let's look into therapy. Like, let's help your daughter. Like, she's here to be an active participant in raising Jellybean. And FP is like, no, I'm leaving to Toledo and you can't come. Alice has nothing tying her to Riverdale at this point. Betty is moving away. We don't know where Polly is. Her husband is dead. She has no reason to be in Riverdale if everyone is gone. She could move to Toledo. There would be nothing wrong with that. She could go too. But FP's like, no, if you were over and you don't get a say in this. Well, see, that's the thing. Really, there's only one thing that frustrates me with this episode. It's just that multiple people do it, which is blanket statement. This is not how relationships and communication work, whether they be friendships, whether they be romantic relationships, whether they be familial relationships. This is not how relationships work. When you are living with someone and dating them like FP and Alice are, yeah, you have a conversation. And I mean, unless we see, which I can tell you now, we're not going to see in the time jump. But unless we saw some kind of reason from Alice why she couldn't go. I mean, the truth of the matter is the reason is because Alice is staying on the show and FP's not. That's the reason. Well, but the, the reason is, is that FP didn't ask her or invite her. Like, it's when someone wants to okay, end a relationship, he, you don't ask her. Okay, but when someone is ending a relationship, you don't need both people's permission. If some person wants to stay together and the other one wants to break up, that's fine. It's one person's decision. But they don't frame it as a breakup. So it's like they could have just had an adult conversation and FP like reveals that he doesn't want to be with Alice anymore. And that would still be infuriating because they're meant to be together, but it would at least make sense. Whereas this was just, I'm leaving, you're not invited, and I'm not giving you any more context. But see, the thing is, I think this show wants to bring FP back. Not as a full-time cast member, but I think that they want to have the leeway to if they ever want to have FP pop back in for an episode or two, a couple seasons down the line, that he could do it if he wanted to. And I think he will. A couple seasons down the line. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to break it to you. But I think that he could do that. I think that the reason they're doing this is to leave it open-ended, which is frustrating also because he could literally just have them break up and still do that. I don't know. It's just annoying to me that it seems like we have these relationships with people who don't handle them in the way that real people would. Like, they even could have done where Alice decides to go to Toledo with FP, and then at the end of the time jump, it just didn't work out and she's back in Riverdale. Exactly. They could have done that, and it would have been totally reasonable. Things happen over the course of seven years. But I think they like goodbye scenes. Well, I don't, okay? I've got to tell you right now. I watched this episode while I was 
riding on my spin bike and I spent too much of it crying while working out and watching Riverdale. It was it's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. But graduation episodes just get me. There's you something in tears. That's so cute. I cried multiple times in this episode and I was like this is the worst. I I, I cried once and I'll, I'll I'll say when that is. I I needed to cue up the bi- the cycling part because there's something later in the episode where it becomes very funny when I tell how I was watching this portion of the episode. <laughs> I look forward to hearing about it. <laughs> so, anyway, that's all happening and then this made me laugh out loud right at the beginning of the episode. And yes. I'm really surprised that I don't think we got any feedback from any of our listeners about this. Maybe one, I'm not sure. Because nobody cared about this as much as you care about this. I care so much. So <laughs> FP grabs Jughead and he's like, you need to go get Archie and tell him to open up the gym. And, yeah, and so then they, they, grab, they, they grab, grab Sheriff him. Keller and they go to Hiram at night and he's like, Hiram, you need to make Sheriff Keller the sheriff again. And it was so funny. And guess like, what? That's not how this works. And Hiram, I guess, is just like, okay, I don't care who's sheriff. Hiram's like, I'm retiring and going wherever I'm going, so... I don't think Hiram's sure. retiring. Well, I think we've got we've got an indication for the time jump that Hiram is not retiring. If you saw any of the trailers for what's coming next. Yeah, so they just reinstate Sheriff Keller, and then they go to the gym, and all of the troubled youths that have been helping JB with her creepy videotapes are just sleeping underneath the boxing ring. They could sleep not all cramped together underneath. It's not like Archie is routinely going there in the middle of the night. Well, this is so confusing because, like, like I why are they the, all I thought homeless? The gym, I thought the gym was open in the middle of the night for this very purpose, like, for kids to stay there. Also, when Jellybean said that she was doing this with her friends, I thought she just meant, like, like friends at school, not, like, the homeless youths. I thought she meant just, like, random kids. Why is nobody doing anything about the homeless youth problem in Riverdale? Like, it is truly baffling how many homeless kids there are who, I guess, just, like, don't have parents. Like, are they all orphans or do they their parents not care about them? Where are their parents? Their parents were adult members of the Southside Serpents who don't exist anymore, probably. They can't all have been serpents. I don't know. It's very confusing. Anyway, so um, that's happy. Yay. Wrapped up that plot line. Jughead and Betty are back in bed and Jughead's like, I worry about the next generation because they're going to struggle with the town's evil more than we did. I'm sorry, why? Because they like didn't actually go through any of the things. It wasn't their parents and siblings getting well, murdered. no, because River Riverdale is a dark, evil place, and it's only going to get worse, and these kids have never known anything but a dark, evil Riverdale, okay? It's impossible to cope with. And also, I'd like to say to Jughead that just because someone is four years younger than you doesn't mean they're in a different generation. What are you talking about? Was this supposed to be like an allegory for kids like who are in school right now with COVID? Ew, I hope not. I don't know. Anyway, okay. Alice is crying, and she's like, oh, I thought like for Thanksgiving and Christmas, it would be all of us here. And she even lumps in like Polly and the twins. And I'm like, where, where are, are Polly they? and the twins? We need answers. Even when Polly was like institutionalized, which I think she still is, where were the twins? Who they were with Cheryl. Them? Where did they go? They were with Cheryl and Tony for a long this time. Is, see, this is one of those classic TV baby situations where they will come back when they're relevant and not a month. 
moment before. But we saw a lot of Cheryl this episode. Yeah. And no twins. Who's what? They were sleeping. I don't know. Like, spoilers for Cheryl's plot, but if she doesn't want to go to college, a really easy excuse is like, I've got to take care of these two kids. Yeah, i got to raise these children. I'm a teen mom and I didn't even have a baby. Um, I It's just, ugh, I don't know. And then, so we also get the scene, a Jughead is like, you know what? I'm going to come to Toledo with you. And FP's like, no, you're going to college and it's time <laughs> for you to be Jughead's on your own. None of Jughead's family wants him in Toledo. Every time he tries. <laughs> Jughead could go to Toledo for the summer. No one is saying he has to go to Toledo and then he's going to die there. He could go to Toledo okay. until it's time Actually, though, to go to school. Actually, though, that's where, this is where I do disagree because I feel like if Jughead goes to Toledo, Jellybean's going to be even more upset when he leaves again. Guess what? Tough luck, Jellybean. People leave. You're lucky he's alive. He just made it through high school in Riverdale. Much of that time as a homeless youth. He's lucky. I feel like we didn't talk about enough last episode about how annoyed I am that Jellybean, like, didn't even try to calmly ask Jughead. Like, I wish we had just gotten one or two scenes this whole, uh, all of season four being like, oh, Jughead, I wish you would come home and hang out with me. I wish you would anything. But we got none of that. No, it's so stupid. Guess what? Your older siblings go away to school and it's part of life. You don't get to just all live together in one house forever. He's gonna go to college, but he's gonna come back and visit on the breaks. Enough. Grow up, Jellybean. She had a massive overreaction. You don't need, you don't immediately turn to crime because you miss your brother, who you barely know anyways. Can someone please fan art Kirsten's grow up logo, but like with Jellybean in there as well? Have you seen my official grow up logo? I have. It's really cute. I really like it. Oh, Liv designed it. She's so amazing. Put it on some merch so I can buy it. It's going. I'm just waiting on one more thing before I start the store. Awesome. Really small little bit of Archie stuff before graduation. He has a nightmare, which is actually the same dream that he had back in season two, episode one, where Fred was like taking a picture of him at graduation. And he's like, oh, I can't believe I live to see this day. And Archie's like, you didn't live to see this day. And it's it's sad to see that clip again. But it was very gut-wrenching to see Fred Andrews like having actual scenes where they were able to reuse the footage. Um, I'm glad they reused the footage, but it was like very sad. Definitely. And then I note that Archie goes to school and he sees a army enlistment team and hanging I around. And I have to say, okay, the army in Riverdale wears the most wild army uniform that nobody would be wearing in 2020. Like they are in vintage military gear. It's not yeah, what the army well, wears. That's because Riverdale is somehow set in the 50s. It's okay. And this is the wildest thing. And like not to jump ahead too much, but we do get confirmation that they graduated as the class of 2020 in this yes, episode. And they, it flashes back to World War II. But in the promo for the jump, the jump, the time jump, Archie appears to be fighting in World War One, And so I like he, he's not in okay, like a I modern. I have not seen that promo. I need to, what, where is this so promo? There's, there's a couple of promos, but in one of them. I saw one of them. I saw one, but. In one of them, there is a scene of Archie at, in battle and it looks like he is in like an old school like trench warfare, like running to like fight someone hand to hand. Then in that same promo, there's a scene of Betty and the FBI as the woman in the hole in the basement in Silence of the Lambs, basically. Like she's been held captive and it's, and then they're like, and Veronica's married. And it's like that, two, one of these things is not like the 
others. And then when I went to find that same promo again today to show my sister, I couldn't find it. But there's a couple okay. of promos. Uh, I just found it. This is not the one I watched. I had watched a different one. There's two and they're both wild. But what so we, the other we'll one, the one I saw the was mostly Tony is the one that I saw. Oh, then that's, then you've seen one that I haven't seen. Because I saw one that had a bunch of Hiram and Archie in it as well. We'll, t- we'll talk at the end. Okay, we'll get back to, we'll come back to these trailers. Okay. But yeah, anyways, so like the military in Riverdale in 2020 is like also the military and like now, are they in a portal? Are they in an alternate universe? I so don't the understand. Way, the way that I'm looking at it is Riverdale takes place in 2020, but with the exception of pop culture references, it also takes place in the 50s. It's just, I, I, it doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Okay, because based on their cars and their TVs and other things that we've noted, that's really it about Archie. So then a little small bit about Cheryl and Tony. M- most of this is just your typical graduation episode, like flashbacky kind of stuff. Cheryl has some like flashbacks to her brother where she's remembering him and she puts her spider brooch on, which we haven't seen for a really long time. And then there's a kind of a cute scene where Tony is showing her Nana around school and uh, her Nana doesn't seem to like get upset at all when she mentions her girlfriend being a big part part of her life, etc. Cheryl, who, by the way, is in a freaking red ass gown, was I just for graduation. It's so infuriating because she wore the school colors as a cheerleader for four years. I know, I know. I know. Yeah, so she was like gonna go talk to them, but then she overhears Nana Topaz being like, You have honored the Topaz name. So Cheryl doesn't go talk to them. Yeah, that's all with them. Then Veronica gets a new pearl necklace from her dad. I loved at the start of the scene with the pearl necklace, they don't show Hermione from the front. They just show her from behind. And so at first I thought that it was going to be like her half-sister and Hiram giving it to her and that Hermione just like left, peaced out to go to New York and we were never going to see her again. And I laughed so hard until it like turned around and showed that Hermione was there. But like, honestly, they could have used any footage of Hermione sitting in a chair because she did not engage with the scene whatsoever. For sure. That was funny. Yeah, so she gets this pearl necklace and then we have a flashback to season one where Kevin is like, is your dad the devil incarnate? And she's like, I stand by my father. And then so she decides not to wear the pearl necklace. Yeah, or she's something. like, actually, I don't stand by my father. Yeah, I, can't, I, don't know. I can't do this. And so she finds all of Archie's stuff that's at her house and like brings it to him. Typical post breakup box. Yeah. But mostly because she just wants like one last night with him, which is like, sure, whatever. Do it, do what you want to do. So they have they have their last little hookup night, and Archie lies and says that he just needs to do summer school and he's gonna graduate. Because he that's not the case. Right. That's not he the case. He needs to repeat his senior year. Yeah, so let's get into the like section that's kind of all of them together. Basically, the Riverdale class, senior class, opens a time capsule from 75 years ago, which seems like a really arbitrary time to open the capsule. Here's my question. They opened a time capsule and then they buried another one later in the episode. Do you think every Riverdale senior class opens a time capsule and every 75, like every year, a new one gets opened? Maybe. I mean, because 75 years is such an arbitrary time. Like if it was 50 years or, I don't know, 100 years, but 75. I think any amount of time is like arbitrary. I know we did at the university I used to work at, a few of the residence buildings actually got torn down. And so 
we did like a time capsule for those buildings and the buildings had been up for like 33 years so we were like in 33 years we'll open the time capsule but like no one's ever opening that time capsule i have never opened a time capsule i did plant one we planted one in cross country my senior year on the field where we used to run but i have no memory of like who was supposed to keep track of when somebody would open that or who it was supposed to be i don't know if it was supposed to be like we're gonna come back in 20 years or whatever like getting dug up that's gonna no probably not actually i kind of know where it is uh, but it's like a pretty big area i I don't think i would be able to find the it would take a while for me to find the exact place i'd have to go and what you have to do is you have to find a bunch of uh criminal youths and you tell them that every day they go out with a shovel and they dig a hole that's five feet wide by five feet long we didn't bury it anywhere near that deep we probably buried it like a foot yeah and so then after i see where you're going as much time as necessary you can find it exactly (laughs) call me warden and give me a cowboy hat we're doing it (laughs) Dude, I love holes. We've already talked about that on this podcast. I believe we've talked about my love of holes. I mean, everybody loves holes. Yeah, but did you, as a child, go outside and dig routinely with your siblings and dig a five foot by five foot hole? We have talked about this before. And no, (laughs) I didn't. And no, I didn't do that because though I do need therapy, I'm not that sick. (laughs) That's messed up. Maybe the reason I don't need therapy right now at this stage of my life is because of all those holes I dug. I'm going to tell you right now, Mary, you need therapy. Everybody (laughs) needs needs therapy. Don't t- look, don't look me yeah. in the eyes and say I don't need therapy. Yes, you are I was saying it. I was like about Riverdale. I don't know, though <laughs> I've got like lots of things that probably could do me some good. Anyway, so everybody is sitting around in the lounge for the last time. Yeah, they're uh, they're having they're having their last uh, last lounge hangout, and the announcement goes over that Jughead and Archie have to go to the principal's office because I guess now's the time of the day when people who aren't sure if they're going to graduate find out if they're graduating and it's only Archie and Jughead who maybe won't Jughead finds out he is graduating which I didn't really realize that that was up for debate well you know when you think about it like it should be for all of them but like I didn't realize that it was a Jughead concern okay hold on I'm trying to remember let's let's do some math together season one was the beginning of their sophomore year to about Halloween of their sophomore year season two was the rest of their sophomore year season three I believe leave was their junior year and season four was their senior year. So riddle me this. Season three was the year that Archie was in jail for a certain amount of time. And yeah, he missed probably like a full semester. Why is he having to repeat an entire year? And why was he allowed to do senior year this year when he should have been doing junior year then? Archie should have just been in a bunch of classes with people younger than them. And they should have just had like repeating shots of him not in the same classes with his friends. If he had wanted to graduate on time he could have taken classes the previous summer and like i think during the, winter I break or something he, i think he probably did do that and he just didn't pass all of them because he's too busy like punching stuff also he like didn't take the sats not that you need that to graduate but anyway yeah so it's it's whatever um archie does lie to jughead and says that he just has to take summer school yeah and it's so it's so wild too because weatherby is like no you're not graduating but okay yeah sure you can walk with your friends but then also can you do me a huge favor and record a whole song for the graduation. If I just found out I'm not actually graduating, I don't really want to do the principal any favors. I would have been like, how many credits is it worth, Weatherby? Yeah, I would I would definitely be like, I'll do the song, but like only to get on your good sides so that you'll let me graduate, or at least after summer school. I wonder if he had been allowed to do summer school, would would he have 
chosen a different path? Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? I, no, there's absolutely no chance. Archie is a huge dummy who likes to hit stuff. The minute he saw the option to just like escape his life and go do that, he was taking, like he was taking the escape no matter what. Yeah, I guess. So then it's graduation day. Archie is like thinking about his dad because all the other families are hanging out, close ups on all the fathers. Notice that they don't do a close up on, you know, Betty's lack of a father, but whatever. Well, because he was a murderer, okay? But still, she doesn't have a father. It's sad. Honestly, um, she uh, lost him twice because she lost him to the murder yeah. and then she lost him when he died. Yeah, exactly. When uh, another student's mother shot him. Wait, was- actually, she <laughs> lost him a few. So she lost him when she found out he was a murderer. Then she lost him when she thought he died in a car accident. Then she lost him to murder again. And then she lost him to final death. She's lost her father more than anyone. Yes. Yeah. Betty has suffered. She's been through a lot. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm like getting frustrated thinking about the end of this episode. Okay. So then we have Betty's valedictorian speech. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good speech. I, I was going to say, this was probably one of my top uh, TV movie valedictorian speeches. I liked it. The The notes were basically, you know, we've had a lot of heartache over the past couple years. Death of classmates and parents. It's been really sad. And then she brings up that whole thing Jughead was talking about. Younger generation or whatever, just younger people younger than us can't necessarily remember a time when Riverdale wasn't so dark and violent, but we can and we should try to stay young and innocent for as long as possible and remember the Riverdale of our youths, not the, the Riverdale we've just experienced, etc. Can we backtrack a little bit? I thought of something I wanted to say earlier. Sure. So they get their yearbooks when they're all in the lounge. Oh, and yeah. There's, um, there's a full page basically tribute to Jason Blossom, which that would have actually been in the yearbook their sophomore year. Like, why would they sit three years on that? Well, Stupid. so this was, this was actually something that was mentioned back at the end of season four when Betty was making the yearbook and Cheryl came in because this remember the whole conversation when Cheryl was like you and Archie was just a fantasy you and Jughead is real this was on the the heels of when Cheryl came in and said that she wanted a full page spread and Betty was like everybody gets half a page and she said well I want one page for me and one page for Jason because you're right he should have been graduating like it, a different time but like I guess I guess they didn't do that I there. don't think it even would have gone in in the year that he would have graduated like I have spoken before about um, my high school did have a few deaths within a couple of years when I was in high school. And the year that I was in grade 11, we lost four students in like a two month period. And there was a, fr- the front page of the yearbook was like an in memoriam page for the four students that were lost. They weren't like grade 12 students. Like it, we wouldn't have sat on the in memoriam for my friend Kyle for a year because that's when he would have graduated. Like you would have it that year and then you would not have it again. So it's just really dumb that that's the way that they did it. I don't think it was so much about the year that he would graduate. I think it's more like this is just the only year that Cheryl had sway with the person during the yearbook. Well, it's stupid because there would have been a memoriam in the year that he died. Like, it's just dumb. Because it's not like Cheryl hasn't had sway at the school. She was head cheerleader and her brother was the captain of the football team. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they did have one. That's not even my biggest gripe with this. My biggest gripe is that there's also like a full page spread for the town gang. Why is the gang? It was a school club. Why is No, I'm sorry. I don't care that they like pretended it's a school club so they could wear leather jackets to school. That is a full on gang that sells drugs and does crime. And they were like, give them a full page of the yearbook. Literally, they're like, here's a gang. Put them in the yearbook. Give them a whole page. Oh, and also give a little shout out to the second gang of all women that is no longer a thing, but it's kind of a thing. Yeah, I really want to know when Tony got reinstated to the serpents because we didn't see that happen. She's the queen of the serpents. 
serpents, apparently. Well, I mean, if Jughead's like skipping town, she probably is. We'll get back to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. So then Archie plays the graduation song, which is Green Day's Time of Your Life slash Good Riddance, which is apparently what it's called. It's actually called Good Riddance, yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. Everyone walks and gets their diploma. Your typical graduation stuff. Um, and I did write, oh, look, it's Sweet Pea. <laughs> when did he come back? Yeah, we. so we saw Sweet Pea, like, very briefly in the, like, last class of their last day of classes. He was in the, uh, in the shot, which also, that was a very weird scene of everyone was just sitting in silence waiting for the bell to ring. If class is over, you could just leave. You don't have to wait for the bell so you can just kiss your significant other in the classroom. It was weird. So, so I'm like desperately trying to remember my last class of I, re- I do remember my last class of college but I don't remember I mean the problem is your last class of college like we still had exams after that you have exam week later that, so, well that's like, how high last... school is too uh, see I don't know about that I'm, I think our exam week was like in with our last classes but I'm pretty sure my last class was probably just like a band class or something we just like goofed around in and then left well my last class would have been a general science class that I took to bump up my average for entrance scholarships. That was like the easiest class of all time. And then I had a spare period at the end of the day in my last semester of grade 12. But the way it worked where I went to school is like fall semester, you went to school September to December. And then you had a week of school in January. And then like two weeks of January were exams. And then in February, you started the like spring semester that went into like mid June and then two weeks of June were exams. But we when I graduated, we had our graduation ceremony on June 5th. We weren't even done classes, let alone exams when we had our graduation ceremony because all of the exams for grade 12 in Alberta are government run and they were worth 50% of your grade and you didn't find out until like July what you got on them. See, they the way they do it at my school is that like, or at least the school I went to, was that you, the seniors took their exams a week early. So seniors actually finish school like a week before everybody else because you took your exams early. But you take your exams like in class, in your class period. Oh, no, we had special extra time. There was literally an exam schedule of when you would come to school to write them in the gym. Like, my high school exams were all the same as, like, a university exam. Yeah, no, we didn't do that. We did that for, like, if you were taking, like, an AP test or something, like an advanced placement test, then you would come in and do that. But, yeah, it was a little different. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, it was kind of like a weird end of school, but at least they didn't, like, break into song and it was a pretty short scene when they did that. They basically did, but it's, it's whatever. So yeah, yeah. sorry, so, back to graduation. Right. So after the ceremony, there's a quick chat with Penelope where she says like, hey, uh, I'm going to turn myself in and uh, Hi- Hiram's probably going to give me a cushy place in his jail and then hopefully I'll be out in four years where I can see you graduate from college. And Cheryl's like, yeah, I might not go to college. We need to stop pretending that Hiram gets to decide who comes to his jail. She would have to go through court proceedings and then she would be sentenced. And maybe she would be sentenced to Hiram's jail, but maybe she wouldn't. And they, I just hate, I absolutely hate how this show is just like, oh, you're arrested? Hiram's jail. Hiram's jail for everyone. Enough. I've had enough of Hiram's jail. Burn it to the ground. It's annoying, but stuff like that, I'm like, it's a TV show. That's how it works. It's the other stuff that, that annoys me about this show. But it's it's the relationship stuff that annoys me about the show because as a teen drama, that's the one thing you're supposed to concentrate on and they don't they don't spend enough time on it. Ugh, whatever. Jughead talks with FP again and he's like, I know that you want to be there for JB, but like going to college will be good for her and good for the family. I love that JB is just like chilling in the sidecar of his motorcycle while Alice says goodbye and they like make out right in front of her and it's funny. They're just headed to Toledo. 
Toledo, motorcycle the whole way. I feel like that's not enough for like all their stuff. Well, I'm sh- they probably sent their stuff ahead. Yeah, I don't know but about also, that. But also, how Maybe. much stuff do they have? They live in Alice's house using all of Alice's things. What do they own? I mean, clothes. I don't think I could pack up all my clothes in a sidecar. I mean, I'm sure they sent their stuff ahead in the mail. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so he, like, Alice is like, I hope this isn't the end of our story. And he said that he hopes not. And so I think that that's a hint that we may or may not. They're at least leaving it open where we could see him again, theoretically. But honestly. They didn't kill him off. I'm mad at him. But you were right. Like, your theory was that he would take JB away from Riverdale. So. JB was bringing nothing to the show. So, yeah. I mean, guess what? We'll probably see her in friggin' Yeah, we might. We might see her again. Yeah, we might see her again. Anyway, uh, Archie signs up with the army guys and then Veronica gives full ownership of Pops back to him. So, yeah. I would like to know, does that include the speakeasy? What's happening to the speakeasy? I'm sure that that includes the premises of the speakeasy. I would not be surprised if we return to Riverdale in seven years and, like, the speakeasy has been collecting dust downstairs or something. I could see that. That would probably be fine. Um, But we know that there is going to be Pops' uh, granddaughter, niece? Mm -hmm. Who who is she? I think granddaughter. granddaughter. We know that she will be showing up, so maybe she'll reopen the speakeasy. Who knows? I'm very happy that they sorted out a couple of those adults in Riverdale, getting them their jobs back. What I'm not happy about is Archie did not take care of his two businesses. Who's running and operating I, those? He Are sold, they closed? He sold the construction business, like, did he? forever ago. Yeah, he sold them. Did, he sold did it. Did he sell it to Sheriff Keller? No. The, the construction company, he sold it to, like, another construction company. because, And that's, like, because he didn't want to do it. And then his uncle came in and was, like, basically trying to steal from the family business and, like, not running it well. And so he was like, I have to sell it. Like, I can't run it. He sold the construction company. Okay, but literally two episodes ago, Veronica was, like, trying to hype Archie up to the commandant, and she was like, he runs two businesses. And I think that she means the gym and the after-school care at the gym. (laughs) (laughs) All right, maybe. Who knows? Or or maybe they just forgot that he sold it. Like, I feel like it was because he wasn't going to be able to afford to pay the men anymore if he didn't sell the company. So he just sold it. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. If Tom Palmer can fact check me. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Post-graduation, they do a time capsule. This pissed me off more than anything. This was the most annoying thing. Because I get it if they're putting in, like, the Pops menu. Sure. A speakeasy matchbook. Oh, yeah. Sure. A newspaper. Nobody's going to give a single F about your bobby pin, Betty. Show bills, sure. Nobody is going to know what Cheryl's head bitch in charge shirt means. Nobody's going to know what a pretty poisons jacket means. Nobody's going to know what Jughead's dirty, disgusting beanie means. They're going to be like, oh, they're going to open it in 75 years and be like, oh, a menu from when a burger costs seven fifty, And then they're going to be like, oh, a dirty hat. Yay. They're going to have no clue. And why are they the only seniors participating in the time capsule? It should be the full senior class, not just your friend group, unless it's just a time capsule for them in which case why i believe that this was a time capsule that like was betty's idea and that they're just sort of doing it illegally on the well, <laughs> under stupid. the football field it's stupid and bad yeah, it's bad. I, I I actually don't have as many complaints as you do. If the Pretty Poisons was technically a school club, I'm okay with it. If the HBIC shirt like is all, also says the cheerleading squad, I'm totally down with that. Josie's ears, I'm even okay with because they were like a band that performed at the school. Guitar pick is fine. The only two that bother me, the hammer from Fred's toolbox is li- 
literally just something that's sentimental to Archie. That has that makes no sense. I, I feel like he should be keeping away that. something that's sentimental about his dead dad. Why are you yeah, giving it away? He should really not be putting that in there. And then the only other one is Jughead's beanie. And if everyone remembers, this is Jughead's beanie that Betty just made him, like in the last couple weeks. Anyway, so that bothered me also because it, the other reason it bothered me is like, yeah, maybe for the realism of the show, you can't have Jughead wearing the beanie because why would he as an adult? But Lots of adults wear hats. This is really where Riverdale is starting to get kind of far away from, I mean, it, uh, yeah, I know it's already far away from the comics, but like even farther because Betty not having a ponytail anymore and Jughead not wearing the beanie, that was their only two traits. Yeah. Like from the but comics. also Put them back. in the comics, they were in high school, so it's over. The comics are done. It's just, it's, o- it's always been such a loose association. Uh, I know. I know. I need, I need to just, I have a problem with this with every show, with Smallville, with One Tree Hill. When they do the time jumps, I always get this like pit in my stomach feeling of nostalgia when I watch the trailers for the, like the next couple episodes, because even though I can enjoy them in a vacuum, it just makes me want to watch the earlier episodes. Like it doesn't feel like Riverdale to me. I'm very excited. I love a time jump. I just finished watching Desperate Housewives today and I like miss it already. But like it was a truly wild show before the time jump and then it was even wilder after and I think that Riverdale is going in the same path so I'm I'm fine with it what is weird to me so then the the, the small group hanging out on the bleachers drinking some brewskis celebrating their graduation not at a party yeah on school property you can't drink they graduated they could do what they want who's gonna hurt them Mr. Honey he's gone uh yeah nobody <laughs> like Weatherby doesn't care he's like no not my problem anymore so they're hanging out and they're like listen every year on this day we're just gonna meet a pops and we are gonna have a burger and it's fine and we don't have to coordinate it in advance we'll just know that this is the date that we meet at pops yeah we'll get we'll we'll get to that mm-hmm. archie's like hey i enlisted and i'm i'm leaving for the army veronica's like what no because there's a war there's a war going on so there's they're scared do you what war do you think this america is in so i mean are they talking about like actual Amer- like i'm very confused because she says it like they're fighting some kind of like worldwide news like it's an active war, like we're at home, riveting, you know, kind of war. I feel like Veronica's saying it in such a way where she's like, no one in their right mind would ever join the army. And I'm like, but there are lots of people who join the army. I don't know. It seems a little bit like, uh, I'm sure there are other kids at your school who are joining the army, Veronica. Are you going to go yell at them too? I don't know. Yeah, but she doesn't care. She doesn't care about other people potentially dying. She cares about Archie not dying. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, not like, I don't know. I, it's not like Veronica's like, I'm anti-military. She's anti-Archie joining the military. I, yeah, but I guess, what if Archie was, like, signing up for some other, like, what if he was, like, I, I want to be a firefighter? And she'd be like, no, you can't. That's a dangerous profession. Like, I don't know if she would say the same thing. I mean, I mean, there's I a, like, big, there's a difference. And there's, a, like, no, it's also there, a much more complicated okay. issue. But, th- no, there is. But let me put it in this context. If she's worried about his safety, her father has been trying to kill him in their small town for years to the point where he was sent to prison, which is the reason why he's not graduating and then he had to go on the run and fight a bear all of which is why he's not graduating i mean i don't i don't think that veronica's thinking about it like that she's thinking about we're alive now we're okay now and you're making choices that actively put you in danger and she doesn't like that so she gets mad blah 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 cheryl tells tony that she isn't going to highsmith college anymore i thought this was (sighs) 
this is the start for me of people like, I need to stay here and work on the Blossom family name. You go to college, even though you're literally only going to that college because you wanted to be with me there. And I'm going to stay here and run the business in order to be a good enough person for your family to eventually like me. So we're going to break up. And I'm like, but why can't they try long distance? Or like, how far away is Highsmith College? Cheryl wants to do all of this work and run this company and like make things better. She needs more education and training to do it. She should still go to college. But also she has run a business while in high school. So I'm pretty sure she could handle running a business while in college. Who knows? I I don't know. I just feel like these are very flimsy. Like none of these people are even trying to stay together. Even though the reason that she's doing this is to be worthy of Tony's family. Whatever. It was It was kind of sad. They were both like, don't say it. And then they were crying and whatever. Okay. Betty and Jughead. Uh, so this was Jughead so is like. Aw- okay. This was so <laughs> okay. awkward. What? How is Cole Sprouse such a bad actor? Truly? Who was so okay. bad in this episode? He's literally like, see, hmm, Archie and Veronica are weird around each other. I don't know how, what could have gone off the rails for them. And then it like, it was, he did, it was so bad. Okay, there's actually one thing he did in this episode that I thought was, like, really good acting. And it wasn't that. It wasn't that, for sure. Have we, I, what, yeah, he, what was it that he did so well? So, it's, it's right, right after this is when Betty's like, hey, I need to tell you what happened. I kissed Archie. And there's, like, one moment right when she says that, when Jughead, like, sits up and he, he's, like, doesn't exactly cry yet, but he's, like, his face gets to where he's, like, about to cry. And I thought that was pretty good. I was like, that is realistic. That's what it looks like when you're about to cry. And he was, like, trying to like turn away so she wouldn't see i don't know it was it was a good like it was one facial expression but it was good and i was like i don't know if i could i don't know if i could you know fake fake crying like he must have really cried it was anyway we're gonna have to agree to disagree on that whatever then they have uh angry sad sex yeah this is like this moment was just very like i could see how this moment would happen and how you would fall into that situation see i don't okay i really don't see how they did this like no i understand how you could do this in real life but in the moment they led up to it she kisses him and he's like not really responding because he's mad at her and then she sort of like grabs his face and kisses him again and then she's just like taking off her clothes and i'm like i feel like i feel like this is all you and like know him i guess he actively participated i don't know anyways consent is important kids so the way they wake up the next morning and jughead goes to get archie to go to the bus stop together and then betty goes to see veronica to like tell her the truth and apologize and it's just like it's so weird so archie says goodbye to his mom and his dog which who we haven't seen this dog in decades like <laughs> who knew the dog was still alive and he leaves in his varsity jacket to join the army as you do. As you do. Uh, and then they're at the bus stop. And this bus stop is the funniest thing I've ever seen. They are literally in the middle of nowhere on a bench on the side of the road waiting for the army bus as if this is this is the designated place where the army bus stops and you get on and you join the army. Like, what? Why? I like, don't, there wasn't I even, don't like, know. a bus station, like, for if, like, conceivably there are trains that come into Riverdale. So you would think that there's some sort of place where you go when you need to leave town where there would be trains and buses and like transportation but no and we've it's seen it in the middle no, of nowhere no. we we have seen the bus station slash train station multiple times because joaquin had to be put on a bus 
and then Jughead tried to go to Toledo that one time. So it, we've but, seen so it, and they is, decide not to go. This there. is the army bus stop, Mary. Okay, what you saw were gross civilian oh, buses. Okay, when it's an yeah, army I don't talk bus, about it's a it's a bench in the middle of nowhere. Betty is like, "Hey, Veronica, I kissed what's his name," and she's like, "Yeah, I know. It's okay. I can't be mad at you because I'm too upset about the whole Archie thing." And she's like, "I don't like how this is all ending. It's all unresolved. I should have hugged him when last time." Betty's like, "Okay, let's go then." And so this is the moment I need to tell you about. So I'm riding on my spin bike and I'm standing up and I'm climbing a hill. And Betty says that this, and I was like, "Oh my God, Betty and Jughead are gonna get be broken up, and Archie and Veronica are about to get back together at the bus stop." And I'm going to be right. And I'm biking up the hill. I'm biking up the hill. And as they are driving up in the car, I raised a fist in the air. And I was like, I was right. Mary was wrong. And then they didn't get back together. We were just both wrong. But no, I was right. They broke up and Jughead and Betty didn't. I was right. Betty broke up. Betty left Jughead to be homeless. They broke up. They just didn't discuss a breakup. They're not. And then they didn't see each other for seven years. I said, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to that. But no, I said, we're not going to see them break up and we'll come back in the time jump and we'll realize that they have, but we're not going to get the breakup. We were talking about them breaking up at some point in the seven years, not in the third episode, Mary. We were both wrong. They were both broken up at the end of this episode. No, they did not break up. They did not say that they were breaking up. Oh my God. I'm sorry. When he didn't feel right staying in her house and goes to live in the bunker, they're not together. I'm sorry. We were both wrong in this situation. We were both wrong about the breakup status because both couples broke up. I can't believe you're even trying to say they didn't break up. I think It was just one day. I'm going to put a poll on Twitter. I'll put a poll on Twitter. You go right ahead and I'll retweet that poll and we will will see Uh what everybody says. We'll see. All right. Honestly, wait, put the poll up now before this podcast comes out so that people are not biased by either of us. I don't know. Okay. Okay. All right. Do the poll be like... What is... Um... Is the, are we just asking, did Betty and Jughead break up? Yes. Are, before, just okay, say, did? Wait, are Betty and Jughead broken up at the end of season five, episode three of Riverdale? Well, but the end of season five, episode three was technically a year later and oh it seemed like they were. Oh my God. Okay, did Betty and Jughead officially break up before the time jump? typo in it because i actually made time jump one word oh well we're just we're going with it it's fine i voted and it happened well you get to vote i don't get to vote yes well too bad should have done it on the cowski cast account too late i'll vote with the cowski cast account oh my god all right and just because you're saying okay, it happened off screen they were still broken up before the time jump no but my prediction was that it would happen off screen during the time jump yeah but it didn't it happened before the time jump we will see oh my the poll god will settle I, it. I cannot believe that you're trying to defend okay this. all right whatever Okay, let's, let's, let's keep going. So basically, there's just a lot of like, goodbye, Archie. It kind of seems like everyone's cool with each other. There's a lot of I love you, I love you between Veronica and Archie, which is like very weird. All that I needed was Veronica to be like, I'll wait for you and him to be like, I'll wait for you. And then they would have been back together. And then at the end of and then in, seven years later, it's like, boom, it didn't work out. Now she's married to someone else. I would have been so much better than this. But whatever. Well, yeah. Okay. So then Cheryl takes Nana Blossom to th- 
Thornhill and she's like, we're going to be rebuild the mansion and our legacy, which no one cares about. Yeah. All right. So then we have a Jughead voiceover where he's like, once Archie left, it was as if the glue that held our group together had begun to dissolve. No, it has nothing to do with Archie leaving. He was not holding you together because the four of you were never anywhere together. That's called high school ends. When high school ends, the glue dissolves. You're not literally in the same place anymore. That's, that's what happened. Anyway, so Veronica decides to take some time off. She goes to the Hamptons with her mom and Andy Cohen. It's so funny. It's honestly anything regarding Hermione being a real housewife, I'm in favor of. I think it's hilarious. This means that Veronica was on reality TV in the summer between high school and college, and it's perfect, and I want nothing more than that footage. I I don't even know. Okay, so Betty... Okay, this... So Betty goes to have an early, she goes to New Haven early with her mom. Yeah, they go on a road, on a road trip. trip first. And she, why is she going on a road trip in a friggin' dress? Like, yes, it's a cute wrap dress, but that's not what you wear on a road trip. I don't know. I liked that her and her mom were like dressed the same though. He says, we never discussed the distance that was growing between us. That distance existed all through season four. And they say they always will love each other and they're going to focus on school. That's them breaking up, Mary. That's the breakup. That's the breakup. uh, Yes. Uh, But, okay, so, like, I have so many questions about this still. So, Jughead's gonna move into Archie's house, which apparently is getting sold. Yeah, so, because Mary Andrews is a logical person and realizes she has no reason to still be in Riverdale, so she's like, yeah, we'll sell the house. I'm leaving. She's like, I wanted to get out of here and go back to Chicago, where it is safe, for a long time, and she's ready to go. I don't understand why Jughead couldn't stay in the house when Betty and Alice aren't there. It doesn't make sense. He says he didn't feel comfortable what? there. I think he totally could have stayed what there. What happened I don't, I, to the trailer where he used to live? That would have been the logical next step. And then when he finally ends up in the bunker. No, no, no. They, they burned the trailer. When did they burn the trailer? Betty and Jughead burned the trailer before Heather's. I think it was before Heather's. I don't know. They burned the trailer because that trailer, once they moved into the Cooper household with Gladys, Gladys was using the trailer to stock a bunch of drugs. Oh, and so Jughead was like, yeah. I want to burn the trailer. And so they mm. burned the trailer. Then they had sex in the car. And then I think it was Heather's. It was some big event that they no, had to go to. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I forgot about that. When you reminded me of the, the drug operation, that right. reminded me. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so yeah. So he goes to the bank. He goes to the bank bunker, which I don't think, do you think the bunker has a shower? They've mentioned that it has a bathroom. We don't need to get into it. I don't know. It's fine. We don't need to get into it. We don't know. I did like when Jughead gets into the bunker and goes, honey, I'm home. Uh, Because the bunker, I guess, has been like the most stable home that he's had in a long time. But I also, okay, here's what really pissed me off. All of his friends have left Riverdale. He doesn't start school until September, August, whatever. He could have just moved to Iowa early. There's no law against that it's not like well, you have where would he stay though he's gonna like buy a hotel or what do you think do you really think he's gonna live in a dorm he could just get an apartment and that's where he's gonna live for the next four yeah, years i think he's i don't know how's also how is he paying for it he doesn't have a job i don't think he has financial support from fp and gladys i think he got a scholarship you think he got a full ride to cover his living expenses too look i don't i have i no mean you know clue. what he got into graduate no school after high school so i'm, I'm sure that fp had some money and, and gave it to him How for, did FP have money? He had multiple jobs. He was a sheriff for a little while and he was basically living at the Cooper household for free. I, I Look, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's so not important compared to all the other stuff that annoys me. Well, it's this is what annoys me. So what annoys me is also important, Mary. 
Okay, okay. Come on. I, I don't know where the money <laughs> came from, but it existed because he went to college. All right, I think here's, he's got, like, crippling debt. I'm pretty sure he also, like, got money from, like, selling his book to the people, I think. Didn't he? Did no, that he happen? ended up not selling his book because it got, like, he lost the deal at the Ides of March. Yeah, but I mean, after that, I'm pretty sure he sold it to no, I don't know. No, put like, a I, short story into a contest. All I'm saying is it doesn't add up. Okay, so then it's one year later. Now, this is where I get pissed. Because Jughead's the only one to show up. Now, here's my question. Does that mean that none of them have had any contact for a year? Yes. That makes no sense. That makes no sense. Especially him and Betty. I don't care if they broke up. They still are, like, kind of no. familiarly related. And so there's no reason why they shouldn't have, like, sent a text or two or been on some kind of family chat or, like, had an email exchange. They're I not mean, on they're, a family I, I just, chat, though, because Alice and FP broke up and then Jughead and Betty broke up. They're not connected look, anymore. I understand that high school ends, you go to college, you make new friends, you don't talk to your old ones. But it, it, it's, this is, the part that annoys me is that it seems like within the span of one day when Archie left town, basically, they all really kind of fell into themselves and were like, we have some kind of trauma that I don't, I now need to completely separate myself from the people who have been my rocks for the last four years. And I just don't, I don't think that's realistic. I hope, and I don't know how it's going to happen because jumping ahead, nobody shows up and he's like, I wouldn't speak. It would be six years before I saw my friends again. Again, doesn't really make any sense because I feel like even, you know, the fact that they all lived in the same town, you'd think they would have run into each other if they ever came home for breaks. I'm hoping that this is kind of an exaggeration and what we find out in the time jump is I want a couple flashbacks. I want a couple flashbacks in the time jump. We jump ahead seven years and then I need them to flashback one or two times and be like, we tried to make our relationship work or really we we talked a little bit, but then we just kind of stopped talking no, once it got they're weird. Not, they're we not sent doing some that. They would, if they were going to do that, they wouldn't have showed us the one year later and they aren't there and then it's six more years. But it just, this is the part that bothers me is because all other shows, like I'm going to keep coming back to One Tree Hill on this, but in One Tree Hill, they do a very similar, it's only four years later, but four years later, maybe it's five, time jump and they've all like separated people who were together, you know, have broken up, whatever, but they at least say like, they'll have like some voiceover at the beginning that's one of them being like, yeah, I tried to stay in contact, but I just had to move farther away. I wanted to put that era of my life. Like, I think we need a little bit of context because it just doesn't logically make sense that none of them would ever speak so, again. Yeah, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, especially since this is like a world with smartphones and stuff. But at the same time... Especially like Betty and Veronica. Is it really that one kiss? Even though like Archie and Veronica like made up at the end of, I mean, of that by Betty saying they'll Veronica, love you? Is, is Betty, and, Betty Veronica, and Veronica were never really friends. Like, let, let's be real. I know, but I'm putting it, I'm putting it in the context of the show that is trying to convince us that they're like best friends. Yeah, but here's the thing, okay? Yes, it makes no logical sense. But at the same time, I actually kind of like that they were like, we're gonna completely close the loop on everything. And when the time jump happens, it's gonna be a fresh start. I think it's an interesting way to do it. I think it's different than how other show shows do a time jump. And it's nice to see something unique. And I I like that we are going in being like, well, what, what in the hell is happening yes, here? But all I wanted- yeah, well, guess what? That's not Riverdale. One, Go watch okay, One Tree Hill all again. I wanted, be, be quiet. All I wanted was in the one year later time jump, he could have said, I hadn't spoken to my friends all year. We really never reconnected. I was really hoping they would show up, but they didn't. Like, and that was, uh, that was unhinged. You haven't spoken to these people in 364 days, and you're like, I'm just going to show up and expect them to show up? That 
that's the dumbest part. That's what I'm saying. Like, the thing that would have been realistic would have been like, we tried to chat, but we kind of went our separate ways. And I had texted saying I was coming and they didn't text back, but I thought, or maybe they they said that they might, that they were going to try, but they were busy, but then no one showed up. Like, I would understand it if nobody showed up, but like they had communicated. The fact that Jughead showed up at all is the weirdest thing. It should have just been like nobody there. Yeah, because Jughead has has the least ties to Riverdale. Yeah, he has the least ties to Riverdale. The only reason he would have ties to Riverdale would be if he was still with Betty or still hanging out with their fam or something. Anyway, it's frustrating. This is the part that made me mad. Pretty much up until this point, I was fine with the episode. It was really this one chunk where I was like, this isn't realistic based on the characters we know from like what they've done. But think about when Archie and Jughead went on the run and just didn't tell their girlfriends. Like it's actually very on brand. I well, technically Archie did call and like break up with Veronica before he did that. Like that part is on brand, but I think it's just I don't know. Okay. Well, okay. So let's let's talk a little bit real quick about the what we think is coming. Now, I have not watched all the trailers. I know that you've watched some of them and I've watched some of them. So from what I've seen, I saw some kooky stuff. So in the one I saw, it basically was like, let's look at where Betty, Veronica, Jughead, and Archie are at. And it shows Betty in the FBI, like in a pit in someone's basement. Like she was definitely held captive by like a serial killer. It shows Archie like literally running through like a field in like in like war, but not like what modern war would be like. Like Yeah, I'm looking at it again. It's definitely a football field that they're running through. <laughs> That's hilarious. Maybe he's doing army football like he did prison football that time. Then <laughs> I think it's probably a dream sequence. You can't rule out a That's dream tr- sequence. That is very true. Then they show Jughead like looking crazy, being like, I was a published writer. And then they st- and then it's like, and Veronica's married. Then the other one I saw, it has a lot of Archie narration, and it's like the town of Riverdale has dissolved and doesn't exist anymore. And then it shows scenes of Riverdale basically looking like it's the Wild West. Hiram is there. He has a gun. Archie is there. There's a lot of tarps and tents. Very bizarre. One of the weirder things I've ever seen. I I thought that they were just going to all come back to Riverdale because like Pop Tate died or something. But obviously Riverdale said, no, 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 no. It needs to be wild and kooky. What's the one that you saw that was about Tony? The one I saw is I think the same one you were talking about with the, with the Hiram and Archie narrating. But there's several clips of Tony hanging out with Archie, like walking through the tent city kind of area. And she's she's very clearly a big part of it. She's um looks to be wearing a serpent jacket. So it looks like maybe she's reinstated the serpents or something um, and she's talking to him a lot and she's like a lot has changed Archie and there's a lot of like plot related stuff we could predict like clearly Riverdale is gone to pieces minor really ca- Jughead being an author whatever Betty FBI sure Veronica gets married we already knew that Archie appears to be wearing a Riverdale ROTC shirt so maybe he's like leading the ROTC or something I uh, think teaching the class or so something. my suspicion there is that something has happened to the town of Riverdale where it's basically like a, a, it's at like a state of crisis or a state of emergency and the army has been called in to like control things. Maybe it's tensions between serpents and non-serpents. Maybe it's something like that. And I think that Archie has been deployed to Riverdale. Maybe. He's also in a hospital bed at one point. I don't really know what's going on there. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so my bigger question, do you think that Betty and Jughead are going to get back together within the rest of season five? What's the status with their real life relationship of the actors? 
characters at this time. They're broken up, but they've been broken up for most of season four as well. Okay. Most of the filming of season four. I, it, at least. I would say they're probably going to get back together, but I don't know if they'll stay together. No, yeah, they'll get, I think they're going to get back together. My hunch is that they are end game, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get back together See, anytime See, I, I more so, I think that they're going to get back together. I I don't know when, but I, I think they're I mean, getting back this together. this show likes its couples together, but I don't know. I, I could see them being sort of like, if this was a show I had more confidence in and that I knew how many seasons, like, let's pretend there are seven seasons of Riverdale. I think maybe they will contemplate it in season five and six, but I don't think they're actually getting back together until season five or till season seven. It, but the problem with Riverdale is since they don't know how long it's going to be before they- The situation is, is I feel like when you have the big couples of the RG Veronica, Betty Jughead, I feel like Betty and Jughead are the Monica and Chandler and they are going to be together and that Archie and Veronica okay. are the ones with the more tumultuous path. So if if Archie and Veronica are the Ross and Rachel in that case, is she going to divorce her husband? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, she's happening? not staying with her husband. Do you think that she actually likes her husband or do you think they're together for some sort of like political relationship? I think something? she probably likes her husband fine, but she's like forgotten what love feels like and she'll remember it when she's back with Archie. There's a scene of Tony dancing with the snake. That's pretty cool. <sighs> Looking forward to that. I, I didn't, I honestly, I didn't even clock that Tony was in that. She, she is also, I know from her Instagram that she was eight months pregnant when yes. she was doing that scene. <laughs> so I'm like pretty hyped for that. I know we've already done some predicting about how they're writing her pregnancy and we'll see how that goes. I'm less confident about what I thought, which was that it would be like a child of hers and Cheryl's. And now I'm thinking more what you thought, which was that maybe she's the surrogate for some yeah. other couple or something. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, uh, we'll find right. out later. Lots of stuff coming. I don't know. I'm looking forward to the next episode, but I'm like more looking forward to the next chunk. Like I feel like the next one might not be very good, but I'm looking forward to like getting the ball rolling, I guess. So thoughts from our listeners. We had some. Tom Palmer says, did the writers hear the last Kowski cast and think we really need to clear up who the sheriff yes, is? 100%. <laughs> yes, 100%. I, I, we actually called them personally and said, listen, you got to sort we this did. out. Well, Kirsten, as we know, was on the writing staff for season three. And so she had to clear it up. <laughs> <laughs> had to clear it up. Right. <laughs> he says, I know the U.S. is always in some BS, but wh- what is this war Veronica is referring to? Yeah, I don't know. I think we've decided World War One. Yeah, it's, it's and through then a time he also portal. Says- <laughs> <laughs> he also says, is love dead? To which I say love yes. Love has been dead. Actually, program. I'm pretty sure Kevin and Fangs are doing fine. Yeah, Kevin fine. and Fangs, still together. So, still so. together. Honestly, finally, a love I can believe in. Tom and Zelly says, pretty strange to have a season finale as the third episode. Yeah. This is why I'm calling it, it's the season four finale, and season five, episode one is really next yeah. time. I mean, it, it so. didn't bug me as much as I thought it would bug me. Yeah. Sean says, do you think we will get any Juniper and Dagwood? No. <laughs> No. If we do get them, they should be, like, approximately nine years old. And if we do, I guarantee you they will still just be babies. Like... They'll be like five. <laughs> they'll be they'll, they'll like, be toddlers. Like them? they can't talk yet or yet and can barely walk. Like I, they will be nine year old humans that we will have no insight into who they're with or where are they. But whatever. Patrick E. Farrell says, "What was the music score in the Archie goodbye scene?" I noticed this too when they're when Archie's like going away on the truck or the bus, the army bus, and they're chasing after him. It's like really intense. Like I thought yeah, something bad was going to happen. Like I emotional. thought that like the army bus guy or I thought the army bus driver guy was gonna like shoot him or they were gonna get in a car accident like i thought something big was gonna happen like it was dangerous it was like don't i was climbing that hill and i was getting into it and and that's because you were so good (laughs) whatever 
Kyle Picard says, not a question, but that was my class song also. Oh my god. I, I'm trying to remember what my class okay, song so was. Okay, so at my graduation ceremony, some people from the class sang um, Forever Young, which is like so cliched, but then the official like grad song, oh my god, it's so, I don't even want to say it, the literally the this like small committee chose and then that was the song. They chose um, Tonight's Gonna Be a Good Night by the Black Eyed Peas as like our grad song and it was so bad and there was like a whole movement to try and change it to Don't Stop Believing and it just didn't happen. Oh, that would have been better. Yours isn't, I mean, that's not terrible. Mine was, I believe, Happy by Pharrell, so. Which is fine. It's fine. Zev says, that episode was so normal, it was off-putting. That, <laughs> and it was clear they were trying to rush everyone off, off now, for the time skip. they were planning to do everything that happened in these three episodes in two episodes. I'm really glad we got the third episode. I'm, I'm also glad we got the third. I do feel like a lot of it was pretty normal. A lot of it was pretty low-key. I think the most wild stuff was, like, the kids living under the boxing thing. And then also, like, Penelope being like, I'm going to turn myself in. That was weird. Zev also says, Riverdale is basically trapped in the 50s and 60s despite having modern tech as well. So maybe they're pulling on that. To be honest, I'm not sure if we are at more so much as involved in some BS, as you mentioned. Exactly, exactly. So as we said, and then uh, last time or a couple podcasts ago, I had said, if you ever have any suggestions for hosts for Spoiler Dale, let us know. And Gregory McBean suggests Phil T. So I would love to have Phil T on. Who is the most normal person of the week? See, it's hard because it was overall a pretty normal episode, but everybody made choices that bugged me. I would like to propose that the most normal person of the episode be jointly given to Kevin and Faith. To Kevin and Faith. <laughs> yeah. Saw that coming. Uh, the only other person that even comes close would be like Sheriff Keller. And he was in the episode even less. You know, honestly, Veronica wasn't that abnormal. Veronica was like kind of normal, but she was sad about her boyfriend joining or ex-boyfriend joining the army. She felt bad that she didn't hug him goodbye. She did. And then she was like, you know what? I don't need to deal with these two people who are involved in a cheating situation. So I'm going to piece off to the Hamptons with my mom. Yeah, but like, we don't know how much more Kevin and Fangs we're going to get. And we know Veronica's (laughs) coming back. I hope Kevin and Fangs come back. So, okay, we can give it to Kevin and Fangs. I, I'm fine with that. Because who knows All how right. many more times we'll get to fight for Kevin to be the most normal person. <laughs> Man, I love Kevin. Okay, I hope we get more of them. So that's really it. This was uh, exhausting to talk about. And I look forward to not talking about this episode anymore and talking about the next one next time. Are we getting an episode next week or are they I th- I doing a I think we get one jump? next week. I wouldn't hate a break. Whoa. How do we already have 42 votes? I, I, I don't know. I normally get... A random a random people voting? I don't... I doubt it. Who's voting on this poll? Can I see? How do I view? You, is there like an analytics? You cannot see who is voting. Huh. Could be anybody. I hashtagged Riverdale, so who knows? Oh, yeah. That's true. Okay. We'll see how this goes. We'll check back in. It's got a three-day expiration. Three so days? we'll find out at the end of the three days. Well, I wasn't sure. Like, it's a weekend. I don't know how much people are checking Twitter. Anyway. Okay, guys. That's all. Uh, thank you for joining us for this week's episode. We'll be back next time for episode four. Until then, you can follow me online at Frail Mary Everywhere. And if you're interested, you can check out both me and Kirsten on Twitch. That's right. I'm plugging myself ooh, now ooh, because ooh. I can. Kirsten is much more scheduled than me. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. I 
will be times that Kirsten is not playing. I um, <laughs> that's mostly what I. I also jumped in with a Wednesday one this week, which was kind of fun. I wouldn't hate to do the you occasional kind of Wednesday. I think Wednesdays are kind of like the everybody can take. Free Wednesdays for all. are for your friends on Twitter. <laughs> yep. So that's kind of what we're doing right now, Kirsten. You can follow everywhere at Kirsten said Kirsten what. Said what? And please also download BoJack Horse Pod, my BoJack Horseman rewatch podcast. We are three episodes in, yeah, and we're having a really fun time. If you're also interested, you can follow Kirsten everywhere at Gerard Tallboy. <laughs> <laughs> third or whatever <laughs> and you can follow mary at pop p on every platform <laughs> i feel like that didn't get enough love last episode but it really should okay that's all we'll be back next time see you bye <laughs> <laughs> grow up jelly bean Luck, Jelly Bean. People leave. You're lucky he's alive. He just made it through high school in Riverdale. Much of that time as a homeless youth.